time for a break. Grab a coffee, get comfy, and catch up with old friends. Join us for an easy chat on all the biggest news stories of the day on ICRT Breakdown, a bilingual 2030 policy program brought to you in cooperation with the National Development Council. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another great edition of ICRT's Breakdown, a fun, entertaining, informative look at newsworthy topics and topical issues with interesting personalities, of course. And uh, most importantly, you get to learn something new and exciting in English to enhance your skills at the same time. This broadcast, of course, is brought to you through the kind assistance of the National Development Council and the Bilingual 2030 Campaign. I am one of your hosts, Tim Berge, and my other co-host is... I am Paz Bueno. Hello, hello. Yes. And Paz, I think we have two guests again with us today with a very interesting topic. Maybe you yes. could share with the audience who our two guests are. Of course. So joining us today is Uncle and Alan from Tashu Island. Uh, they have a weekly podcast sharing the latest news and trends of the bicycling industry. So welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, hey there. Everyone. Okay, so maybe we should start out with Uncle and Alan. Maybe tell us a little bit about your podcast and what makes it special. Yeah, sure. It's my pleasure. I'm Alan, and I'm glad to be joining you today on the ICRT podcast. Since my high school days, ICRT has been my go-to station for improving my English skill. And uh, again, it's my honor to be here. And uh, let me share you with you about the podcast I'm involved in. The podcast title name is the Uncle and Alan. Yes, you guessed it. I'm Alan. And my co-host, Greg. <laughs> Uh, he is the uncle. Uh, because everyone will ask why his nickname is uncle. Because you know that uh, Greg, he is my first boss. As I remember correctly, we met around like two thousand four when I was in a graduate school. And again, he was my first boss. And our bond, our relationship, has grown only over time. So it's more like uh, we have over twenty years of relationships, and uh, it's. Not just like employer and employee. It's more like a teacher and student relationship. And you know that it reminds me of Chinese proverbs: "Once a teacher, forever a father." <laughs> so I think uh, uncle, not father. <laughs> so I think Greg. Uh, this afternoon he should buy me a lunch. Okay, and let's back to the podcast. The ideas for our podcast was born around like two thousand twenty, the end of two thousand twenty. A time when the world was suffered by the with the pandemic, and at that time I have lost my job. And you know that during the pandemic, it's not uh, easy to get a proper job. So one day I proposed the idea to Greg. I say, "How about let's start in a podcast?" And you know that both of us we are so enjoy. We are fun of cycling, and we can just focus. The ideas with that,、uh, no matter you are the professional cyclist, amateur cyclist, is a go-to channel that、uh, you can enjoy with our expertise and knowledge all about cycling. And、uh, fortunately, thanks again for our audience. And currently, we have ninety-six episode. And、uh, if you would like to enjoy it, please subscribe to our podcast. 
大家好，我是大叔爱人士的 Alan， 那很开心呢，今天有这个机会透过 ICRTA 跟大家做线上交流。那我们的节目呢是在2020年的9月份成立，非常感谢各位爱好自行车朋友们的支持。那如果说呢，对自行车有兴趣的朋友们，也帮我们订阅支持我们频道，谢谢大家。All right, thank you. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, because Uncle, uh, you guys have had such a long relationship, so you guys decided to start this podcast together, uh, and because you both Both passionately love bicycling. You decided to, you know, dive into it and do a podcast all about bicycling. So, because 对自行车对骑单车有兴趣，所以才一起开这个 podcast 嘛 But my first question for you guys is, what made you fall in love with bicycling? 怎么接触到就是骑单车骑车呢 yeah, I have a long history about cycling. <laughs> I、uh, served in the national team at nineteen around eighty nine. So、Ooh. it's long history. I rode、wow. cycling about forty years, I think. Oh wow! <laughs> so when I was junior, so I think、uh, nothing to do. I think、uh, it's challenging. So I started cycling, and cycling teach me a lot of things. It's like now it's my DNA. So I would love to share the. Everything about cycling to all the peoples. Right. Okay. So you've been riding bicycles for like you mentioned forty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been joining the eighty nine Asia Championships, ninety three World Championships. Ninety、uh, three World Championships is a amateur race.、Uh, I'm amateur group.、Mm -hmm. The Lance Armstrong won the professional group last year. Cool, 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 cool. I'm kind of curious. I I want to ask Uncle、yeah. a question. So you've been biking for four decades. That's amazing. And I'm not quite a biker like you, but I have done trips from Taipei to Tainan and then Tainan back to Taipei. And I tell、wow. you, it's exhausting. And so <laughs> no, how can you、impressive. be biking? I cheated, but I won't tell you all the details. <laughs> but How are you able to continue doing that? Because biking, it just it works your legs so much. Or do you have legs like this now? You know, like legs like watermelons or something like that. For me, it's very easy. I hit running. Okay, okay, so, okay. So I love cycling. That's not cycling. fair. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,、uh, running maybe also good exercise. But、uh, for me, I think、uh, cycling can make me see more. So I can, at same time, I can go further. Like. One hour forty k, the two hour eighty k. So I can not only the neighbor and the, it, I think it's a childhood the memory. So when I first time I learned I learned how to ride bicycles very late at junior high school. So、uh, other childhood friends they already know how to ride bicycle. You know it's like status. You you know how to ride bicycle. You have higher status. Status, you are, uh, 有车阶级 You are car, uh, bicycle owner. So, so that I learned very late. So that's maybe that made me feel. I when I ride bicycle, I feel very happy. Then、so、I can see man any place I want. And I think you brought up a good point too. Is that biking gives you a chance to see the scenery of Taiwan, unlike any other way of traveling. You know, it's not like the train or by car. You really can see things up close, and maybe go on some roads that you can't maybe with your car. So, and I know many foreign friends love coming to Taiwan and just do the cycling because it is an amazing place to cycle. Yes, it is.、Uh, most、uh, I know the、uh, foreigner they they like to go to Hualien because Hualien I think the best、uh, scenery place to see the. It is beautiful. Taiwan Taroko Gorge and、uh, many places and the many the local、uh, indigenous places. So I think that's also good bike touring place. Yeah,、cool. that's right. And don't forget that in Taiwan we have more than one hundred of the 
eight mountains. The altitude is more than three thousand. And the uh, Hehuan Mountains, Mountain Wulins, like uh, last Saturday, that is a big event. So you know that lots of the foreigners, not only the foreigners, but also the, the Taiwan cyclists, we enjoy the mountain climbing. And we have enjoyed the KOM, the King of Mountains. We want to conquer every every mountains in Taiwan. And I will guarantee you, if you ride up to the mountain, you will experience the different beauty of the Taiwan landscape. That would be fantastic. Yeah, don't go to Tainan. Go to Huanyin. <laughs> next time. Next time. <laughs> so today we've asked Uncle and Alan to join us in talking about the 110th edition of the Tour de France, which kicks off on Saturday, July 1st this year. So the event happening this month is an annual bicycle race, usually held in France, though it does occasionally pass by uh, nearby countries as well. And for today, we'll be learning about this prestigious cycling event, and we'll learn about the challenges and what exactly the cyclists are trying to win uh, in this year's event. Yes, for sure. Every <laughs> year, uh, July is biggest month of for cycling. In cycling, is biggest month uh, July. So everyone look forward to the France. The Tour de France became so special because it started in 1903. It's the longest history race, the Grand Tour race. So every year we only have uh, three Grand Tour races, the uh, Tour of Italy, Tour de France, and the Tour of Spain. But Tour de France, July is a uh, summertime for Europe. So everyone focused the race. Uh, everyone enjoyed the big race in the summertime. So also the highest, uh, biggest honor for each rider. So that's why every rider prepared is so much. So everyone, every spectator look forward for look the big race. Okay, so the race this year is going to start in the border of northern Spain. So to my knowledge, I don't know much about bicycling. I mean, I do have a bicycle, but I don't cycle as much as you guys, I'm sure. But I know that every year the track changes. So is there any particular reason... I mean, of course, aside from the challenge, but like, how does the Tour de France or how do the organizers choose where they're going to begin? Like, why does the track change every year? Yes, uh, because the long history before the Tour de France always start in France, but uh, recent uh, two decades, I think more international. So they always have what they call Grand Depart. So actually should be one year outside of France and one year uh, at France. But this year, uh, last year in Denmark, Copenhagen. So this year, uh, I think it, it's not too far, it, at least at, uh, nearby. So uh, it's Spain, but it's border. So uh, the Grand Pass, so every city, they want to uh, more uh, spectator and uh, like a uh, scenery reason to make more people to know their city. So they would love to pay the big budget to the organizer. Say, okay, you start from here and we make big event. I think a few more years ago uh, is uh, 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 London or UK, they pay a lot money for for make more make riders and the teen spectators, they say it's a very good result to to make people to know their cities. 就是环法赛，它其实每年有一个不成文的传统的规定，是一年会在这个环法法国本土，一年可能会在国外出发。那这个出发呢，多半都是各个城市会付一些预算来
促进他们的观光，让更多的人看到他们的城市。像几年前的话，我呃印象中就是英国花了很多的钱，然后还有荷兰、比利时也都曾经花了不少的钱，然后让这个环发赛的起点。跑到他们的城市，这样会吸引更多的观光客、更多的车队，所有的观众都会跑到这个城市去做消费。那之后来来讲，也创造一些当地的一些经典的路线。Okay, so the 2023 Tour de France will be made up of 22 teams, 18 World Tour teams, and two top-ranked second division teams and two discretionary wildcard teams. What is a bicycling team? Can you please explain that for people who don't understand how a team works?、Uh, the bicycle team, the、uh, we call the World Tour team, is a、uh, is like you can count like level one. You can like a major league. It, well, if baseball, you have a major league, have a triple A. It's like different category. But in cycling, we have、uh, only eighteen license for. The level one is called World Tour teams, and the World Tour teams have a responsibility to join every World Tour race. And、uh, but the organizers have some、uh, reason; they can choose、uh, out of four teams, like a sponsor or or originally rank、uh, doing good, like a level two best team. Okay, like they may have a chance to join the race. So last the Grand Tour made.、Uh, And the most、uh, World Tour race, the organizers have a four white car and give to other teams, and the eighteen teams is major teams to join the race. Ah, okay. So their team is 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 第二级的车队，或者是他们觉得这是外卡表现不错的车队，那有一些原因是因为这些外卡车队也有赞助比赛本身，所以会被选进去。Okay, I see. Uh, how long the race is going to be? So the race is going to last around twenty-three days and have a total of twenty-one stages. So that's、uh, about one stage per day, and then there are two rest days in the schedule as well. So the course changes every year, but it always ends in Paris as well. So it always ends at, at Champs Elysees as the name. In France, it's the champion, right? Like for the champion, so it always ends at the Champs Elysees. Yes, the race is across、uh, three weeks, so every Grand Tour, as I mentioned, the, we have only three Grand Tour race: is、uh, two of Italy, two of France, and、uh, two of Spain. So only these three races can call Grand Tour because it's across three weeks. Like this year, two difference over three thousand four hundred and four kilometer. So it's a very long race. So riders have to race start each stage. If you didn't finish one stage, you eliminate. So you you cannot start next one. So, but the, we have a two race day.、Uh, the race day one is after stage nine because we start at Saturday, after Saturday and Sunday and race whole week until the next Monday. You can race one day. But this year the road, if you see the map, is like a. Race across France because we from the Bilbao and we cross the Pyrenees and the Middle Mountain and Alpes and three big ridges. So this year's race is mainly climbing. It's a big focus of this year. One thing I find interesting is every year with the Tour de France, we talk about the yellow jersey. But what the heck is the yellow jersey all about? What does that mean? And who gets it? Do I get it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was 
is the general classification overall winner. We can say that uh, in the Tour de France or the Grand Tour, we will have the four leader jersey. For example, the Tour de France, we have the yellow. That means the total of 21 stage who finished the time the shortest. With the shortest time, then you can get the yellow jerseys. But uh, I think the audience or spectator, they wonder that uh, why every stage the yellow jersey wearer will change. Because that uh, every day, it depends on the cyclist who finished the stage faster or slower. So the general classification will change. Then we will have the sprinter. So the sprinter is like a green jersey. Like the, during the stage, we will have intermediate sprint points. And if you get the points the higher, then you can wear the green jersey. Then we will have the polka dot jersey. The polka dot jersey is with the pink dots. It means the king of mountains. That means that uh, on the mountain finish or during the big mountain, they will have the, we call it the KOM point, king of mountain points. That means who can pass the first with the mountains, he can get maybe like a 10 score or the six score or three score. And who achieved the highest score, he can get the polka dot jersey. And the last one, last but not least, is the white jersey. White jersey is the, as I remember correctly, is the under 25. Yeah, 25, best yeah. young rider. Yeah, it's another encouragement mm -hmm. of the year jersey, but uh, this is specific for under 25 age group. And then we will have another called the most competitive award. Yeah. This means that uh, during the stage, maybe like 180 kilometers, Although this courageous rider, he didn't finish the top three, but uh, he is a breakaway rider for 160 kilometers. And uh, after the race, the judge will say, oh, this guy, he's so courageous. And we will need to award him with a very special prize. That's called the most competitive award. Yeah, we also call the most aggressive rider, but this is no jersey, but the, he's the big number we can read. So... Uh, in Tour de France, we have uh, many traditional. 在比赛中呢，有四个颜色的山是大家要注意的，就是黄山嘛。黄山就是总成绩时间最短的，因为它的是每天累积有二十一个站，每天把时间加起来，时间用最短的这个个人选手呢，就是黄山，也就是整个主
给集团造成最大的威胁。大概环霸赛就跟其他的运动一样，也会分出不同的奖项。其他有团队冠军，还有一些小的奖项。大家主要的看点呢，就会在看这四个黄山、绿山、红点山跟白山的争夺战。So that's interesting. So each jersey represents something different, and you're saying the king of the mountain gets a pink polka dot jersey. Right. That doesn't quite seem to be the king.、Uh, Jersey, you know, it should be maybe something different, but hey, that's another story. I'm also curious from what you're saying just now. It sounds like it's not just who's the quickest, but there's also different ways to make points. Yeah. So how do we determine in the end who wins the Tour de France? The winner is still count the yellow jersey. Counted by time is the the really winner. But if we only have one winner, the race will become too boring. Of course, we have also stage winner. Like some sprinter, they can have a good skill to sprint. But the, when they sprint, it's all the bunch sprint is a big peloton together. But their time is same time. But for the yellow jersey, he want to win the ranking the overall the time shortest. That means every stage he have to in front, especially a mountain stage. He cannot、uh, one stage performance very bad and、uh, suffering struggling in the. Back and he maybe lost two minutes, three minutes. Then he out of the the rank of the top ten, so no chance. So that means the、uh, the yellow jersey is still the most difficult one. Uh, 黄山选手还是最困难的，大家最关注的，因为他每天都要很努力的在前面。像平路冲刺战的时候，他可能可以跟在集团里面，他其实不用去冲，他可能还是很省力、很安全的完成这个赛段。但是呢，在爬坡他不能落后。只要落后个两三分钟，他整个今年的三个礼拜的环发赛可能就跟前三名、前十名就脱离之后呢，要再回到这个黄山就非常的困难了。Yeah, probably we can say that the the Euro Jersey is more like all rounders. That you need to good at the time trial. There is another race style called a time trial. You need to good at the flat. You need to good at mountains. But the KOM is more like the mountain climbing is fighting with the gravity. So normally, this kind of the specific cyclist, he will be very skinny because if you are gain too much weight, it's not easy to climb very fast. And in terms of the physique of the sprinter, normally they are very muscular. They are very strong. So during the race, I can recommend that、uh, if you are new to the cycling world, there is the Netflix episode of the Tour de France, and、uh, it's easier for audience to understand. And the、uh, Tour de France with the total of eight episodes, and then you will know the basis of the cycling. Okay, so 通常骑的可以爬比较高的，或者是可以爬高山最快的，通常都是都是比较偏瘦的选手。然后就是可以，就是骑的越远越快的，那通常他们都是比较壮一点的。冲刺型。That's actually a very good tip for someone like me who has like I don't really know much about, <laughs> but I do see the pictures a lot. Like I've always seen the yellow jersey, but I did not know the different classifications of the different jerseys. So that's good information to know. All right then. When it comes to looking at the competitors or choosing which team to support, what kind of preparation do players have to go through in order to participate in the Tour de France? Each team they have、uh, eight riders. Different team have different、uh, target their goal. So maybe some team they have only sprinter. They want to win stages, and then some team they want to win、uh, the yellow jersey. So they have different、uh, prepare. So 
normally each team have a one guy we call GC guy. Is the, the guy is want want to win the uh, yellow jersey, and the, the other two is good in climbing. So maybe we can help him help the GC guy at at the mountain stage, and the, the other we call domestic or some good sprinter also in in this eight people squad. So domestic always uh, back to the team car and uh, carry the water bottle and the food and uh, make the GC guy or sprinter don't need to move too much so they can save their energy. And the domestic, they, they carry the, all the uh, water and the food from the back and the back to the peloton and uh, give to them. And uh, when some flat stage, the sprinter have some helper we call Lee Ao Man. So the Lee Ao Man always lead the sprinter until the last 200 meter and let the sprinter uh, full gas to the finish line. So it's very tactic and uh, different strategy in the bike race. So it's really hard to explain the, each team. Depends on the team score. So and uh, their budget. They want to reach what level they want. So I think that's the make the two difference very special and good to watch. Okay. 在每个团队里面的每个选手,他们都必须要自己做好自己的准备,然后最主要就是让整个团队可以冲前。Like, so it depends on like which goals each rider has. 对,就是每个车队有每个车队的目的,有的车队他只想赢单站冠军,那他可能就会派一些冲刺选手,那这个车队的组成就会不太一样。但是有的车队他们是想赢黄山所以他们就会派出总成绩全能型的选手那这些都我们称为主将主将来讲的话就有帮助他们就是副将所以有一些是像帮助要赢黄山的爬坡的时候可能就会有两个爬坡副将那要
every Saturday and Sunday, I think in that stage also very good. So uh, I just prepare with uh, hanging around with my friend and uh, have beer yeah. <laughs> to watch them <laughs> suffering. Yeah. <laughs> so, 就是看周末的场次。对，周末的暂别都蛮好看的，就是。一般来讲，他们都安排就是关键的站都会在休息日的前一天。那一般休息日都是礼拜一，所以呢，礼拜六跟礼拜天的站别大部分都蛮好看的。那今年来讲，就是第九站也是第一站跟第九站都蛮不错的，然后第十五站还有第二十站这些站别都是比较特别的。So stage one, nine, fifteen, and nineteen. Uh, twenty. And twenty. Twenty. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. 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 And one thing which I kind of found interesting, looking at the trivia for the Tour de France, it started out in 1903 as a a gimmick by a newspaper. Oh. It wanted to sell more newspapers in Paris, and so by kind of creating this the storytelling of the cyclists going through the hills and valleys of France, it created excitement. That people want to read those stories and then buy the newspaper, and so you can see that today still that the Tour de France is really kind of a not just a competition, but it's kind of a a story of people, you know, competing against nature, competing against the geography of France and other countries. It's very interesting. 真的是挑战地理 Absolutely, it is a challenge to the geography. 地形非常挑战，像第十七站，他们总爬升要超过海拔五千公尺，哇，就是上上下下这一站，然后中间还有一个最陡的坡是百分之二十四的上升的爬坡，所以到这个 level 应该要坐楼梯的，但是他们要骑脚踏车爬上去。That is very intense， 感觉太激烈了。That is amazing， but I think maybe it's time for us to wrap things up for today and kind of get to the fun part of the podcast. I hope. Which we talk about your pet peeve or your cat's meow, something which you really like or maybe something which you really dislike about in English or new phrases or expressions. And since I kind of force this on everybody, I'll kick off again this week. And mine is a cat's meow. And originally, I wanted to use a phrase to give somebody a buck. And I'm sure you three are all looking at me going, "What? What does that mean?" Give、yeah. a buck. And I checked online. Yeah, and it's something which is only used from where I'm from in the states, from Minnesota, and it means to give someone a ride on your bicycle. Oh, okay. So if you go to Minnesota and someone says they're going to give you a buck, it doesn't mean they're going to give you a dollar. It means they're going to give you a ride on their bicycle. But so instead, I'll use to hitch a ride. And so maybe if、uh, Paz, if you're in a hurry to get to the office and you see Uncle riding Paz on his bicycle, maybe ask him, you know, can I hitch a ride with you? Okay, or you can also, you know, hitchhike when you try to get a ride with someone in their car. So that's kind of going to be my little cat's meow today. To hitch a ride to go hitchhiking, but don't give a buck because then you'll be out of money. Has <laughs> all right. Well, my it's a cat's meow, and the reason why it's a cat's meow is because I like the way the word sounds, and it's actually a word that Uncle used earlier. It's peloton. <laughs>、uh, so peloton in Spanish, peloton.、Uh, it's always been a word that I never quite understood what it was when I was younger. Like for me, peloton when I was younger is like, oh, it's like a giant ball because like pelota in Spanish means ball. So for me, every time I heard the word peloton, I always thought about is it baseball related? <laughs> But it turns out it's not. It's bicycle. Related, it's the main group or the main pack of bicyclists. So earlier, when Uncle mentioned, is like usually the the sprinters or like the fastest riders. Usually, they will kick off as a peloton. They will kick off as a group instead. So that's my cat's meow for today because it's a fun word to say. Peloton. <laughs> it is. It is. How about、uh, Alan or Uncle? Do you have something you want to share with us? Yeah, in my opinion, I would say cycling. 
And cycling is more than just a simple activity. It's a world with passions. And there are many terms you can use to describe riding a bike. For example, it's just like uh, biking, bicycling, or simply just pedaling. But uh, in Taiwan or all over the world, if you say that uh, you are cyclist or you enjoy cycling, it means that uh, your life is loaded. I mean, the floor loaded with the bicycle, with the training, the culture, and it all becomes a part of your lifestyle. Or in Taiwan, because Taiwan is the kingdom of the bicycle manufacturing. So I would say that uh, both me and Greg, we are involved in the bicycle industry, so it becomes our career. Moreover, I would say the roots of cycle is very positive. It brings you the mind image of the round wheel. That's uh, we need to paddling. We need to continuously paddle and paddle to carry through our lives. Yes, that's very good. Thank you, Alan. How about Uncle? What do you want to share with us? Uh, okay, I, I would like to share the Grand Tour. <laughs> yeah, it's like two simple words, but it started, I think, fourteenth uh, to sixteenth century. So it's from Europe and uh, getting popular in eighteenth century in uh, England. So that means big travel. Every people have tried to have a one grand tour for yourself and uh, like big challenge. And uh, you can see around the world or whatever. It's uh, like Marco Polo and uh, everything you can, you can learn. In Chinese, we say, uh, oh, Okay, I think the grand tour is more like this. And in cycling, grand tour also have a highest uh, honors mean so hope you enjoy the july two difference it's grand tour <laughs> sounds cool excellent thank you guys so much for joining us today and that was another great episode of icrt's breakdown brought to you by the national development council and the bilingual 2030 the guo to promote english and make taiwan a more english friendly environment so i want to thank you guys again and join me online for this discussion Paz. Hello. Thank you very much, Paz. And we also had two great guests joining us, Alan and uh, Uncle from what podcast was that again, Paz? Dasu Island's Bike Talk. So if you want to learn more about bicycling and Taiwan's bicycle industry, make sure to tune in every week to Dasu Island's Bike Talk with Uncle and Alan if you guys want to learn more about bicycling in Taiwan. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. Breaking the ice, breaking the mold, breaking down the news. You've been listening to ICRT Breakdown, a bilingual 2030 policy program brought to you in association with the National Development Council.